I knew that there had to be more. So when we opened up our relationship, it was fully open. It was no rules, go have fun. And we did it separately. And what I found was, holy fuck, these men can have sex for two and three hours. Scott, my current partner, blew my mind. I mean, one night I had 15 orgasms and I was like, where has this been all my life? I'm Alexa, and you're listening to That Sex Check, a Soulfire production. Jennifer Kalo Ruskin is a mama to two boys, partner to Scott, multi-million dollar revenue generator, business owner, podcast host, and sex and relationship coach. She also just so happens to be a repeat client who has completed a number of the Sex and Love Co. programs and retreats, including our Sex and Love University program, which is our year-long business coaching program. She is here on this planet to show what manifesting a truly aligned life can look like in love, marriage, and business. I loved having Jennifer on the show, y'all, for a variety of reasons. Her story is so relatable. And in so many ways, I imagine that a number of you will listen to how she's sharing and what she's sharing about what she's been through, not one, but two marriages, and then how she's discovered herself on the back end and through each of those marriages coming to an end, raising her boys, and then shifting into a more aligned life that led her to so much sexual exploration. So in a way, she's very relatable, but then also there's a point where her story shifts where it's maybe not as relatable as it is admirable with regards to what is possible, not just for Jennifer, but for everyone on the planet. So not only did we get to talk about her story, but we also got to talk about what she thought about going through multiple programs that myself and the Sex and Love Co. team have put on over the last couple of years. And so we just had a really fun time jamming out. I loved getting to know Jennifer on a much deeper level. And I'm so excited for you all to experience her on today's show. Enjoy. Oh, yeah. Let's have a show. Let's have a show, y'all. Today's guest is someone that I have gotten the privilege and the honor to work with for, I would say, I think it's the better part of a year plus, maybe even now, and have had the most beautiful opportunity to mentor, to hold space, to collaborate. And so today's guest, I'm really excited for the conversation because it gets to showcase many facets of life and many facets of what we do at Sex and Love Co., many facets of our business and how we're able to serve people. And so Jennifer, I am just so thrilled that we're finally doing this. We've had a couple reschedules and every time I'm like, no, 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 we've got to figure out where this is going. (laughs) And I'm so stoked to have you on the show because who you are and how you show up in the world, the exemplary student that you are, the message that you have, the work that you're doing in the world now is so big and bold and needed. And so, of course, I wanted to like have a conversation to where our greater audience gets more exposure to you because I'm just so impressed by how you followed your heart and followed your turn on both in life and in business. And, you know, I'm, I'm equally as excited to come onto your show in the not too distant future because you have a dope podcast as well. So Jennifer, thank you so much for coming on, sharing your time with our That Sex Chick listeners. 
Mm, thank you for having me. This has honestly been a dream. I mean, I fangirled you for years now. And when I chose to be a part of your program, which I know we're going to talk about in a few, it was because of the way that you showed up in the world. And so my team and I have really patterned the way that I have showed up in the world after what you've done, because it's good. And it's the right way to do it, at least in my opinion. And so I'm sure we'll dig more into that. But thank you so much for having me on. Yeah, absolutely. So let's let's get started with your personal story, because I know your personal story is one of those ones where a lot of people will hear it and go, oh, I feel like she just said my life. <laughs> you know, like, that's uncanny. That resonates every single thing that she said you know, that there are portions of, of your life and how it's played out in your family and relationships and all of that, where people would just be like, yeah, yes. And then the part that's maybe a little less like what everyone else might resonate with is where things have led you, you know, where it's led you, the type of relationship that you have today, which to me showcases a lot of what's possible if you do the work. If you're really truly interested in having, let's say an alternative style relationship, after doing traditional and air quotes for a long time, what is possible should you choose to do the work to make it possible? Ooh, okay, here we go. I think I want to start out with saying, I feel like I'm a pretty classy chick. Like you see me and you're not like, oh, I have spent <laughs> my entire adult life in mass retail. I've helped companies sell into Amazon and Walmart. I own a sales and marketing firm. I have a couple of businesses, but this is the big one that brings in most of our money. And I've made millions of dollars over the years helping other brands become multi-million dollar companies. And so I feel like I, I patterned my life after the way that I believed I was supposed to, after the way that's very societally programmed and correct, very much like you grew up Catholic and found my way to Arkansas and then Northwest Arkansas, which is the home of Walmart and spent all of my 20s in Walmart. And I remember I was in a marriage for almost 10 years, had two kids. And I looked up one day out of my blue cubicle walls and I thought there has to be more to this. And that's when I left and created my own agency. But I really, really, really was stuck in my masculine. I operated like a man because I had to. I was a female in a very predominantly male-focused world. And something changed in me. I think when you cross the decade mark from one decade to the next, something energetically shifts in your life. And at the end of my 20s with two babies, one still nursing and in diapers, I looked up and I'm like, what the fuck have I done? And I don't want to do this again. <laughs> and so I, I left my first marriage and said, I'm never doing this again. And I want to find alignment. And it was a very verbally abusive marriage. And it was interesting, the last year or two that I was in it, I started manifesting and really, really focusing on what kind of partner do I want? What kind of man do I want? How do I want to feel when he wraps his arms around me? How do I want to feel when we make love? Like, what kind of connection do I want? And so I left that marriage, got on match.com and within 90 days found my second husband. It was truly incredible. I remember him walking towards me on our first meet from match.com and we locked eyes and I was like, oh, holy fuck, he's the one. He didn't know that he was the one, but I knew he was the one. I'd been manifesting. <laughs> so I spent my second marriage of, again, almost a decade in a very safe, protective cocoon. And I realized in retrospect that my kids and I needed that safe, protective cocoon after all the years of verbal abuse and the 
like you just had to walk on eggshells and you never knew what was going to happen for me to just relax into who I am and figure out who I am. And I joined programs. My first, I joined a priestess program and I learned what feminine energy was. And I learned to step into that and became woo and bought crystals and tarot cards. And, and it was so interesting towards the end of that marriage. Again, very close to 40. I looked at my life again and I was like, there has to be more. So I started going to a therapist and I was like, I need more in my sex life. I need a partner that can meet me. How can we get this partner that I have to be who I want? And so we spent months and months and months trying to get him to open, to do more than two positions or to do more things, to just be open. And after a lot of months, I think we spent nine months total working on our marriage. We decided to open our relationship. This is kind of where the story starts. And everything changed in my life. The first part being, I realized that for two decades, I'd had sex with men who had sex like 16-year-olds. Like it was 20 minutes in and out, penis and vagina, nothing else. No connection, no verbal connection outside of the bedroom, no actual emotional connection, just nothing. And I knew that there had to be more. So when we opened up our relationship, it was fully open. It was no rules, go have fun. And we did it separately. And what I found was, holy fuck, these men can have sex for two and three hours. Scott, my current partner, who I'll talk about in just a second, blew my mind. I mean, one night I had 15 orgasms and I was like, where has this been all my life? And so that opened up my eyes to everything. And it was funny because at the same time, Sex, Love, Goop on Netflix came out. And that's where I learned about the erotic blueprints and found Ian and Jaya, which then somehow led me to you. And oh, I was wow. like, what is this? I think I might want to be in this world. I want to learn more about sex and more about anatomy and more about what to do with my own body. And like, maybe I want to help other people. And at that point, I also had a podcast. It was a retail podcast about Amazon and Walmart. And it was boring as fuck. And because I was changing, I was like, I am renaming this podcast and I'm going to do whatever I want with it. And it became a lifestyle podcast, which it is today. I'll stop here because you probably have questions. And oh, I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. And so tell me about the second marriage and when y'all decided to end the marriage. What was that like? Yeah, good question. So we were only open about, I'd say 90 days, fully open. And it was interesting because you go through this kind of... Uh, I don't know. You go through this kind of wave when you open. It's terrifying. And then it's super exciting, like you're at the top of the roller coaster. And then all of a sudden things change. And sometimes men are more interested in the woman than the man. And so for us, for our particular instance, I mean, I had 200 people that had right swiped on me in my Tinder account and he had two. And he started to have bad experiences where he got catfished once and you know, he was just like, I don't want this in my life. I just want to be vanilla. Like I want to be vanilla and I want a vanilla wife and I want a vanilla house and a vanilla mm -hmm. life. And so we, let's see, we opened in November just before my birthday. And then by the end of the year, right after Christmas, we were sitting in the hot tub and he looked at me and he was like, what are we doing? And I was like, I don't know, but I'm having a lot of fun. <laughs> and he right. said, I don't want this. I don't want to do this. And so we just slowly began to talk about it. And that's where I, I leaned into conscious uncoupling and having really loving, open conversations with him. And how can I support you? And he said, I, I want to go find an apartment. I don't, 
you know, I want to, I want to go find someone that's better aligned with me. And we had a polyamorous therapist and she helped us walk through all of this. And so that was, that was the uncoupling that we did. Yeah. That's so many people decide to open their relationship for a variety of reasons, right? And you know this now that you've been in this world and you've been studying and working with more people, you know, sometimes people it's both parties and they're like, I like, are we going to fucking do this? This Mm -hmm. is so hot and so scary. Let's do it. Let's like, let us do it. And sometimes relationships wind up opening because there's pressure and it's pressure typically more from one side than the other. And then the other person is like a little bit hesitant, but they're mostly saying that they're down and they're showing up for it. And then that it turns out the way that it turns out. And then sometimes it's both parties are unsatisfied and they're like, Mm -hmm. what's the next best step? And then they go zero to a hundred so fucking fast, you know? Where it's just like, you know what? We should have a threesome. And it's like, whoa, 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 whoa. Hang on. (laughs) You're like throwing gasoline onto something that's about to explode, you know, like your relationship. And so I'm curious, you know, like in your relationship, especially with your second marriage, you know, like what were the reasons why y'all decided to go into that? And were you, do you think that you were mostly leading in that regard? And I also think that, there's something so beautiful and I don't know the rest of the words that like I want to use to describe it, but for your previous partner to say, I actually don't want this. And I think I want all these things. And for y'all to do the conscious uncoupling process so that he can go have what he wants and you can go have what you want, you know? And, and so I just, I'm curious how that wound up shaking out. Like, the decision to do that. And then just like the general emotions that are around that. (laughs) I would say it was definitely my idea. I very lovingly for over a year asked, can we try something different in bed? It was very mechanical. That's why I say it was like 16 year old sex because you don't really know what to do when you're 16, right? So you just kind of rinse, wash, repeat. And you think when I put the penis in the vagina, that's sex. And so it was so mechanical in the fact that I knew he would be like right nipple, left nipple, touch her vagina, then she'll hop on top of me. It was just insane. And so I started to lovingly ask, can we do something different tonight? Like, how do you feel about doggy style? Like, could we just do that? And for him, that was way kinky, like super fucking kinky. So I would say the involvement of having a polyamorous therapist in my life, because at that point, I didn't even know what a coach was. It was such a blessing because she helped us understand and walked us through the opening process and held space for him and I separately as well as together. And then as things started to, you know, kind of break apart, she gave this really beautiful analogy on the day that we decided that we were going to get divorced. We were sitting in her office and she said, Derek is his name, my second husband. She said, I want you guys to close your eyes. And Derek, I want you to imagine a beautiful stream is in front of you and Jen's there. She's to your right. And all you see is her and you see this stream and you think that that's all you have in your life. But what's on the other side of Jen are five, 10, 15, 20 women that you can't see because she's blocking your vision that are more perfectly aligned, that want the same kind of life that you want, that want the same kind of sex that you want that aren't going to make you feel like you're inadequate. (laughs) So all you have to do is decide that you're willing to look and move downstream. And so it was interesting that that analogy did it for us. It was like, oh, and he got it. He's like, okay, I'm going to be okay. 
there's more women out there. She's not the only one that will marry me or have a relationship with me. And so he realized at that point, you know, it's time for me to separate and to move on. And I'll tell you the happy ever after story is within a month, he found his person. They're engaged. They're getting married next year. She's in her mid thirties, has never had a child, thought it was never going to happen. And is so fucking blissed out that she has an opportunity now to be a mother, to get married. She's never been married. And so it's like, it's a win for him. It's a win for her. It's a win for me. He's still very much involved in my kid's life. He goes to their baseball games. He takes them out to get pizza. So we've, we've maintained a very beautiful, happy friendship relationship. And he's still helping in some way to co-parent the kids, which is really nice. That's so sweet. And he is not their biological father, but played a huge role in their lives Mm -hmm. and is still showing up for them. And then also still has a relationship in some way, because you mean, you, you two had a contract, you know, like one of those soul contracts, you played a very important role in each other's lives during that window of time. And then contract came up, you know, and so many people don't know that there's a way that you can do that to where you know, I think some people are like, well, you know, I want to break up, but like, it'd be really cool if we could stay friends. And I'm like, but you're not friends. You were lovers. You were partners. And now you're not those things. And so you can still, you can be friendly because what's a friend? A friend you talk to all the time. You can call them anytime. They show up. They do these things. Like a friend has a very specific set of like roles that they fill. Mm-hmm. To be friends with an ex-partner is hard very hard. And dare I say, like, that's not actually the role that they're filling. They're filling some other kind of role, you know, like friends fill friends roles and lovers fill the lover role. And then ex-partners fill something different, you know, like there's a closeness there. There's history there. There's love in a lot of ways still there. Respect my hope, you know, respect, and then still a presence in each other's lives, you know, and I don't know what a better way to call it is, but, and I don't know if you would consider yourself to be, you know, friends or friendly or what, you know, how you use to like the words that you use to describe it, but it's a unique role in my eyes. And, um, most people don't know that what you were able to do with your previous partner, don't know that it's possible and don't have faith that it's possible. Most people, when they break up, think that it's just, it's me against you. I hate you. This is awful, you know, and the way, and and there's like a lot of like feelings of rejection and shame and blame and making each other wrong and hurt people, hurt people and that whole situation. And I'm not saying that a separation or a breakup can be painless, but the way that the people treat each other when they're going through it doesn't have to look like vitriol and aggression and all of those things. And so it's really sweet to hear, you know, how it can be. Um, And so he, you know, was able to find his person and someone who's even more in alignment for where he is in life moving into the future. And then you were also afforded because you discovered some really fun things about yourself in the process. And that has, you know, opened doors for you that I imagine you didn't even know those doors existed, much Mm -hmm. less that they were doors you were going to not just open and look in through, but like hurl yourself through. Like, what? what's happening in this room? Okay. Everybody's naked. Yeah. So I would love to hear a little bit about, you know, and your partner, Scott, what you mentioned. And, and I love your love. And I love the way that, that you both show up online and how you just like to gush about him, the role that he plays in your life and your kid's life now too. 
Um, so I'd love to hear just a little bit about what that has looked like and how, you know, when that, you know, previous marriage wound up shifting and y'all consciously uncoupled. And by the way, conscious uncoupling is like a whole process. There's a book. So if anyone is like curious about this phrase that we're using, um, you can look into it. And I recommend, I've even read the book and I'm in a healthy marriage. That's like, has zero intention of, oh, it's right there on Jen's desk, you know? And it's like, and, and you can even speak a little bit more to that in that process as you shift into, you know, telling us a little bit about your relationship with Scott and the fun things that y'all get up to. But yeah, I, I read most of or listened to most of Conscious Uncoupling and I give it to people who seem as though they are on the verge of, like, it looks like they're on the path to uncoupling. Like I work with a lot of people that my intention is to keep them together, is to work on, like, we want every, no stone left unturned when it comes to, is a split really what we want to do? We would just want to, it's like, I'm not opposed to the split, but I want to make sure we turn all the stones. We're going to try all the things. That way, when you get to the end, it's not filled with, but what if I would have just tried a little bit harder? It's no, you tried and you did. And then you ultimately decided that this is what's best for everybody involved. Have you ever been too much in your head during sex? Like racing thoughts that keep you in your head and out of your body and out of your pleasure? Is one of the things that goes through your mind maybe laundry? <laughs> like, is this sex worth messing up the bed or having to strip the sheets and or comforter off to put in the wash afterwards? Well, my friend, I've got just the thing to remedy this conundrum if that's you. It's called a splash blanket and it's one of my favorite additions to our sexy toy box. Before playtime, we just lay out our splash blanket and we do our thing without worrying if lube or anything else is getting on my fresh bedclothes underneath. It allows for me to relax and for my husband not to worry if I'm worrying about having to do laundry or scrubbing some sort of fluid off the comforter after we finish. We even travel with our smaller blankets because to us, they represent play, sexiness, and fun. And they keep questionable things off the beds in the Airbnbs we rent. And that's worthy of a five-star review if you ask me. If this sounds like just the thing to add to your collection, you can visit my favorite place to shop for all sexual wellness products, Yoni Pleasure Palace. Bonus, you can use the code THATSEXCHICK, all one word, for 15% off your order. And while you're there, why not check out the crystal and glass wands, natural lubricants, and body-safe silicone toys? There's always something new to explore at yonipleasurepalace.com. So anyway, I give conscious uncoupling a lot to those people who are considering it because I want them to get clued in to what that book's about and what is possible way before we're like, you know what, this isn't working. That way they can go at it with, I think, graciousness mm -hmm. um, and empathy and respect for the human process. Mm -hmm. um, and certainly respect for the relationship that was and still is and will be. It's just shifting and transitioning. So I'll stop talking um, <laughs> and get your perspective a little bit on maybe that um, conscious uncoupling, like the process itself and how that wound up shifting you into exploration and then um, meeting and finding your way to Scott and all of the shenanigans that y'all get up to. And feel free to tell us about some of those shenanigans as well. Mm. Because we have such limited time on this podcast. I could do a whole nother podcast just on conscious uncoupling. And you're right. The book is incredibly beautiful. It gives you so much hope that you can have a beautiful relationship with your ex, especially if you have kids. And she has wonderful stories in there. I don't want to go into all of it because I feel like it is a podcast in itself, but 
I think what I would just stop and say, when I look at the way that I've created my life and the way that I've viewed each partner as kind of a new chapter, and I completely agree with you in the no stone left unturned. I mean, I think I left my first husband four times and got back together because the church said, you know, the devil loves divorce and Jesus hates divorce. And why don't y'all have another kid? That'll bring you closer to, like, I did all the fucking things. I had the kid. I got back together. Same thing with Derek. We spent lots of time in therapy and really, really made sure that that was the decision that we wanted. But I think what I want to say for more of a like 30,000 foot view is the way I have lived my life has kind of been like a horse with blinders. I've always had blinders on, even when I was younger. I sold Mary Kay at 18 and I put my blinders on and I was like, what do I want this business to look like? And I'd sell my stuff at the bank that I worked at and the college kids I went to. Same thing with Walmart. I put my blinders on and I climb the corporate ladder. Same thing with my business. I put my blinders on and I, I lead my retail business with feminine principles and I look nothing like anyone else in the industry. Same thing with my marriages, right? I put my blinders on and I'm like, what does this look like for me? And I did the same thing for conscious uncoupling. I didn't care that the lawyer said you need to protect yourself. You need to get all the things that you can. You need to make him suffer. Like I didn't listen to any of that. We shared a lawyer like both times. You can't legally share a lawyer. So one of us has to get the lawyer and you pay 50-50. But we created our own agreement of what the separation agreement looked like. We decided whoever walked in, whatever you walked into the marriage with, you got to walk right back out. Nobody got half the pension and half those savings. And like, we just decided to do things in a fair way. And so it's, it's allowed my life to have a lot of blessings in it instead of it feeling like it's been really hard and I've had to trudge through all these things, even though I've been through a lot of hard shit. I just keep moving forward. So Scott, I love, by the way, Alexa, that the last few podcasts of yours that I've listened to, the women have been incredibly self sex positive and they've talked about like, hey, I've fucked a lot of people. I have a lot of experience. So my, my story is kind of aligned with that. Did you listen to um, Dr. Tara's episode? I just did. I just finished okay. it. And I was like, yeah. I love her. <laughs> we had a whole jam about all the guys we fucked. It was so refreshing because I spend so much time talking about my conscious, mostly monogamous marriage that I'm in now. And I'm like, y'all don't even know the 20, me through my 20s. So every now and then I get an opportunity. I'm like, oh, you slutted out too? Let's talk about it. Yeah, yeah. And I did too, but not in yeah. my 20s. I did in my late 30s. I joined the party late. And so after when we opened up the second marriage and I got on Tinder and was like, Literally, I had written in my description, like, I am open to learning new things. Fucking teach me. I want a teacher, which is really hot. The whole teacher-student vibe thing's very hot. And so I had these incredible experiences with men that I've already mentioned. And Scott was actually the second man that I met on Tinder. And it was interesting as we kind of, we formed a relationship. It wasn't just about fucking. It was like, hey, you want to do this again? Okay, great. And then, hey, how do you, how do you feel about us being together every night that I don't have the kids? <laughs> How about three nights a week? It just got closer and closer. And it was interesting by December, he was like, Jen, I think we need to break up because I'm feeling things like I really care about you. And knowing that you're fucking all these other people does not sit well with me anymore. And I, I just think we should break up. And so he tried to break up with me. And I say try to because I was like, okay, hold on. Let's have a conversation about this. Actually, I feel all these things for you too. And you know, I'm married, right? Like that's not changing. I'm a, still a married person, but I'm willing to give up all these other guys and you be my other person. And so we moved into that dynamic. And then after 
Derek and I broke up and he moved out. I want to say that was in January. By April, Scott had moved in. And so he does help raise the kids and gets along great with my first husband. And, you know, him and Derek are pretty civil. They don't like have whole conversations, but they pass kids off or whatever. And Scott has opened up my my eyes to so many things, but mostly the energy of just being curious. And so I feel like through the program that I've done with you and through my relationship with Scott, and we are also in an open relationship, not fully open. We have a very interesting dynamic. And if you want me to go into it, I will, but we're fun. I mean, we've done so many cool things in the last few months. Like We've done hot wax play and hired someone off of FetLife in our local munch to come over and teach us how to do hot wax play with our girlfriend. We've done hot stone massage nights. This Friday, I have someone coming over again from our FetLife munch group to teach us how to be a dominatrix, me and my girlfriend. <laughs> like, I feel like I'm now I'm, I'm like on the lookout for like, what cool new thing can I bring into my sex life? Or can I bring to my partners? Or can I bring to the people that follow me? Because life is supposed to be fun and interesting and we can bring that into sex as well. Hell yes. I like heard Jordan respond. Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And, you know, that's what it looks like for you and your partner now. And you mentioned your girlfriend as well. And it's going to look different for every person in various seasons and cycles of their lives. And so I think what's important is that a person cultivates individually and of course in the relationship as well, cultivates this certain level of curiosity and openness to change their minds. So like at this point at 18 weeks pregnant, there's a lot of things that I know that I'm interested in, but I am not interested in them right now. So, and that's okay. Does that mean that I'm a fraud? Does that mean that I am fake? Does that mean that I am a hypocrite? Does that mean, what does it mean about me? Well, it's going to mean it's the story that I tell myself. And the story is I'm in a season right now where my priorities have shifted and I have gone through seasons where the most important thing to me is like feeling and looking hot and like feeling myself and going out and expressing myself and wearing nice clothes and getting attention and doing the whole thing. And, and then I've gone through seasons where I'm like, what does a wife look and feel like to me? You know, and like, can I do these fun, cool things and go to the play parties and be wife? Yes. Turns out I sure can. And, uh, you know, the last play party that I went to, I was six weeks pregnant and, uh, nauseous mostly (laughs) like not like fully nauseous, but like it was just coming on where like I was feeling weird in my body. And so I wasn't interested in playing really with anyone. Um, you know, we let someone watch us, you know, Jordan and I play, but I was feeling very like protective of myself and very closed off with my energy when before it would be like, Oh, I'm interested in seeing what are you doing over here? And I'd love a spanking and, you know, and, you know, and then I watched it shift. And, you know, the the thing that I get to pose to myself is, you know, a reminder is this is for right now. And let's kind of inspect that a little bit. Let's not give it too much merit or too much credit or any of those things, because it will shift again. This is Mm -hmm. temporary, you know, and what it's going to look like in the next season. I have no idea, but I'm fucking stoked, you know, like I'm fucking stoked. Not because I think that it's like, going to be so much better air quotes. Cause what I've got right now is what I've got right now. And this is pretty great, you know? And so like, I want to honor where I'm at in any given moment. And so just, um, kind of sharing that this is where you are with, you know, your kids like splitting time, you've got space. They're a little bit older now, right? So are they preteens, teenagers? 
Yep. Both. Oh man, I am just <laughs> starting. <laughs> just starting. So I won't have that space till out there. Um, but yeah, like, the, like that's, that's what you get to do with this time and with this window and with this season, the cycle, and everybody's going to relate to that differently. And it looks different for everyone, depending on where they're at on their journey. Um, and I love that, you know, where you are now, you fully, it feels like belly flopped in to the sea of possibilities. And you have people that are around you and you're building community that also believe in that. And that's sweet too, you know, going to FetLife munches. So for those that are unfamiliar, FetLife.com, you can create an account. Um, I've heard it described as the Facebook for kinky people. Um, just with a grain of salt, when you create an account, the ads are a little bit aggressive. They're usually like chastity belts and just people being pegged. <laughs> right, right, right. Cock cages and a pegging situation. And like there, if you're just not used to seeing ads that are, that are um, adult oriented and graphic, then it might be a little bit of a shock to your system. But there is a tab once you create an account that says events. And that's what I usually help people when they're like, I don't know where to explore and how to find community and how to find events in my area. Um, you can create an account. It's kind of like if Facebook was in a dungeon is what it kind of looks like. It's like dark and kind of cliche, you know, and then you just go to the events tab and put the area that you're looking for and you'll maybe find local dominatrixes that you can learn from or, or like a wax play class, like you mentioned. Or you can find where the local munch is. And a munch is the term that's used when kinky people group come together in a non-sexual way to just hang out because they know everybody in this group's got not maybe not necessarily similar interests, but like similarly at a very high umbrella term. Because like once you get into specifics about kink, then you realize like, oh, I'm, I'm kinky, but I'm not that kind of kinky, but I'm a totally different kind of kinky, but I would still put myself under the umbrella but just like on the other side, like far on the other side of the umbrella. So anyway, took it as a little moment for education there. So tell me when the exploration turned into, I think I want to help other people do this. And then your exploration in your sex life and in your relationship dynamics started to kind of weave out into corporate or agency owner, Amazon, Walmart, you know, like when it just started to like, like all these fun things that you were doing just started like making its way into every other area of your life. Yeah. I, I think it, it happened with the podcast change, which was only about a year ago. All of a sudden I felt free and I felt like I had permission to talk about whatever the fuck I wanted to talk about. And so I would talk about my uncoupling process. I talked about the divorce. I blogged a shit ton during that time. I showed up raw. I talked about when it hurt. I talked about when he came over for the last time to get his last box of things and how we, I told him I loved him in the out by the road, but like, I knew it was the right thing to do to leave. And then like moving through my exploration with Scott. And I even talk about We've had some hard times as we've opened up our relationship back up and trying to figure out what what's a dynamic that works for us that is not the same as my last marriage because he is not okay with me being that open. And so we've had a lot of discussion and a lot of negotiation around what does that look like where we're both still open, but sharing the experience to where it deepens us as a couple. 
instead of distracting from our us being a couple. So I share all of that within my blog and within the podcast. And, and yes, as I've gone through this journey, I realized, A, I'm in a very unique position to be able to share what I'm going through because I don't work for someone else. I don't have to worry about being fired because someone found out that I'm in an open relationship. And so it's weird. I feel kind of a sense of obligation to also talk about this because I'm the voice piece of all the people that can't say anything. And so that led me to go, I want to coach people. And I realized on the retail side of my business over the last few years, started coaching people anyway. It looked like, hey, Jen, thanks for sharing the Amazon report. You know, I don't think you know this, but my wife and I are going through some really hard times or, you know, my teenager just you know, had a drug issue or whatever, like, Hey, I know that I've created this really amazing cookie company, but I really don't want to do this. And I want to go be a life coach. Can you help me figure that out? And so I just started coaching people and I realized like, I'm really freaking good at this. And then I thought, well, what if I really leaned into the things that are making me excited these days and that I want to share? And what if I coached other people on their sex and their own relationship journeys? I could certainly hold someone's hand and walk them through the conscious uncoupling process or walk them through how to open up their relationship. Or once they're in an open relationship, jealousy comes up and all these other conversations and how do I establish my own dynamic? And so that's what I've ended up doing. And it's been amazing. I started having clients even within your program. And then as I've graduated, and now I can put the word certified in front of sex and relationship coach, it's opened up a whole nother world for me. And I I was telling you before we hit record, I knew you'd be really proud because I went to a program that Alexa had in December. It's called facilitator training. She was teaching all of us live how to hold events. And I had created one there with her. She even helped me with the pricing. She helped me figure out what to do. And then I got scared and I just kind of sat on it and I didn't do anything. And then just yesterday, I published two events that I'm hosting. One is an erotic embodiment experience and the other one is a hot wax play night. Both of them are date nights. Like I want people to take their person and come have a sex exploration night that I host for them so they can start to experience these things. And so I'm doing it, Alexa. I'm doing the work. I'm doing, I feel like I'm stepping into this, this certified sex coach role and I'm being paid for it with real dollars and I'm actually (laughs) making money. And this is feeling more aligned than anything has in my entire life. And I love holding space for other people. And so I, of course, want to take just a second and say thank you for creating this program. Thank you for being bold enough for creating Sex Love University and for holding space for all of us coaches. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I love people's origin stories, you know, of like where just... We're just like the aha moment of like, oh, this freedom that I feel and my sex and my expression and who I am and my identity. And like, I don't have all the answers, but I, but I love myself and I'm going to go figure it out, you know, and how that then starts pouring over into other areas of life. And so then hearing you just go, I'm going to change my podcast and you never know. Right. And so I typically have described this in the past. And I, and I heard this, I think first from one of Jordan's mentors, his name is Brandon Hawk and he's awesome. He's an ex pastor of a mega church, um, who went and drank ayahuasca in the jungle and then left the church. Um, but he still has that like very charismatic, he's at the pulpit and he's slaying, you know, and he's saying all the things. And anyway, so I first heard he's like an executive coach now. 
And he first described it as, or I heard him describe it first as joke threat teacher, which I think I spoke about on one of our um, Sex and Love University calls where it's like, you know, people get into Sex and Love University and it's broken into three sections or three trimesters. And the first one is a lot of personal work, sex education, re-education, and going through in quotes, the the work for yourself so that you are equipped education-wise in order to hold other people. And we're steadily adding to the program and increasing what you, you know, what our students have access to, even after the fact, like we're steadily adding to the library. So anyway, the first portion feels very personal to a lot of people. The second portion is gaining coaching tools. So, you know, you guys, that's where a lot of you, we were in the coaching section when facilitator training happened. And so that's the live event that we have that teaches people to take some of the coaching tools like breath work and circling and authentic relating. And there's so many things that that we leverage in order to facilitate transformation and to hold people. And so facilitator training was an opportunity that I could be with all of you in person and share some of those skills and then y'all could practice. And then on the back end of it was, and now how are you going to go do it? What is it going to look like when you do this in the world and how much is it going to cost? And where are you going to like lit all the logistics and where are you going to host it? And when is it going to be? And, you know, like kind of putting the, the, the momentum, continuing that momentum. And, you know, it doesn't have to be, you know, marketed immediately after the facilitator training, the fact that you're, you're doing it now when it feels right and you feel like good about it is really amazing. So then the second portion again is all the coaching tools. And then the third portion of Sex and Love University is like, how do you make a business out of this? And it's like, well, I could do this or I could do that. And I can do one-on-one coaching or I could do group coaching and I could have this program or I could have that program or I could sell this, you know, cheat sheet or checklist for $5. And I could do, you know, like there's so many options and what do you choose? And then how, what does it actually take in order to move your needle forward? You know, and a lot of people will jump in and they're like, I'm going to make a website. And they spend like months and a lot of money and a lot of time building something that doesn't actually matter right at the beginning, because the first portion is like the first part of everybody's journey. As far as I see it is really just discovering themselves, continue to discover themselves and just start talking to people and working with people. And so the joke threat teacher, I think probably came in somewhere in the first or second trimester when, when people were asking me, like, how did my family react to me doing this work? And I'm recording this with you, Jennifer, and you got to meet my mom Mm -hmm. because you came to one of my non-business oriented retreats in New Orleans, um, which was a ton of fun. And my mom catered and my stepdad, he came in for some guest appearances and grilled by the pool, but but my mom was there and she's actually here in Austin right now and is in, you know, is probably in the kitchen or her room and I'm getting ready to drive her to the airport soon. But she wasn't always the caterer for my events. You know, she at first was so almost terrified for me. What are you doing? What are like, what is this? No one in my family understood what I was doing. Everyone was just like at first, like, like I was almost the laughing stock in a sense of like the town, like I'm talking about sex and I'm doing this thing and nobody understands it. And ha ha ha, have you seen what Alexa's doing? And then eventually when I kept going, it turned into the threat, almost like what I was saying and what I was doing was threatening their relationship to themselves. And it was a lot of projection. And it was like, how kind of like, how dare you in a sense? And then as time has gone by and I've continued to just keep my path and stay committed to 
I know this is where I belong in my work. I just know it. It doesn't make any fucking sense. And it's so hard. It would be so much easier for me to just turn my back on what I know I'm being called to do and just go get a real job, you know? And that's another air quotes for you, the real job. Are you someone who loves to talk about, learn about, and explore the world of sex? Perhaps you're even that friend who everyone comes to for intimate advice and guidance. If this sounds like you, I have a question for you. Have you ever considered becoming a sex coach? More than a college degree, you need drive, desire, and a deep passion for truly helping others. As you may know, not only am I a sex, love, dating, and relationship coach, but I also teach other coaches this niched craft. The Sex and Love Co team and I have now taught over 100 coaches how to do this work and how to run successful coaching businesses. Sex and Love University is a year-long journey starting September 5th, 2023, and it includes three trimesters focusing on sex education and personal development, coaching skills and tools, and business, sales, marketing, branding, etc. Over the course of a year, you will get to step into your own personal development work on a deeper level build community with like-minded women, develop your skills as a coach, discover your own niche and how to monetize it while building the confidence to make this your thriving new career. If you've ever thought about it, dreamed about it, or wondered if this is even possible, go ahead and take a closer look at the show notes and find out more about Sex and Love University today. But eventually... Like as an example, when you were in New Orleans, I had someone who's from my hometown come last minute. And she saw me on someone else's like kind of big spiritual podcast where I was having an opportunity to talk about sex and do sex education. And she was just like, I am so impressed by you. And I can't believe you've done what you've done with your life. And so then I become the teacher, but I don't just go straight to teacher. I had to be a joke and stay my path and then become a threat and stay my path still before I could become the teacher. And so um, that was certainly like the path that, that my work took, which is, a, is very different to yours, but I'm kind of looping back around to when you said someone was like, I agree, I made this cookie business, but now can you help me? I want to be a life coach or I made this blah, blah, blah business, but we're going through some marital troubles and can you help me? You know, where it's you put in the work and paid your dues in a sense to be in this position of authority. And then you started sharing your real life shit and it resonated with people. And so they were able to just, I think, look at you and feel safe, look at you and feel like that you weren't going to judge them. And so then they felt comfortable enough to share some of the vulnerable, dark things that were going on to them, maybe dark spots in their life so that you could look at them and beam maybe some light back onto them and onto those spots. And that it's so fucking powerful. You know, I always say that people come to me, come to you, come to people in the space and they want a better sex life. They're confused about their relationships. And every time someone's like, oh, I want, I just want better sex. And I go, okay, well, buckle the fuck in because we're going to go a lot of places that have nothing to do with the bedroom in order to get to where you are your most self-expressed, free, open version of who you are. And like I said, it has really almost nothing to do with sex. So it goes kind of back and forth, like work on certain areas of life outside of the bedroom. And it can in some ways trickle into the bedroom as long as you're acknowledging Eros in the process, um, which is a, what I think that a lot of times personal development is missing. And that's why a lot of times there isn't a transfer of personal growth into the bedroom is because we're not specifically encouraging Eros and talking about Eros. 
and eros meaning erotic energy and a person's sexuality as it pertains to their personal identity and all of that. And then there's people that go in and they just want to do a lot of sexual exploration and they realize, oh, I'm doing this sexual exploration and I'm going to ask for that promotion. Fuck it. You know, like it then translates into, you know, their confidence and their connection to themselves and connection to their boundaries and connection to their desires and their curiosities. And it's almost like this permission goes from their bedroom or their sex life throughout some of their other areas of their life. So basically what I'm saying is this work is so much bigger. You're doing what you're doing, what I'm doing, what people in Sex and Love University and other sex educators, intimacy educators and coaches out there are doing is so much bigger than just, let me help you find some new positions, learn how to pick a toy or two, you know, try some new things in the bedroom. Am I right or am I right? You're so right. And I want to add two things to that. And one being for the listener, they're both for the listener. But the first one is you have permission to be a multifaceted human. You can be the person that works for someone else and that is interested in learning more in the bedroom, right? You can be a daughter. You can be a a mother. You can be a hot milf. You can be whatever you want to be. And, And so I love that if we just give ourselves permission as humans to be all these multifaceted things, it's really amazing what things do open up in your life in front of you. And I think the second thing that I want to say, and I know that you and I both know this, but when our family and our parents start having issues with what they see that we're posting. And for those of you listening that are thinking about joining us and being sex coaches or changing your career into something a little bit spicier, I just remind my family, you know, this content's not for you. I have a bigger mission here and I have more people to help. So when you feel these things, you have a couple options. (laughs) One, you can just stop following me. You know, we can be connected or you could ignore this or I could also block you from all of this stuff. So, you know, you're, you're an adult, you can make decisions for yourself. And if you're really uncomfortable, just remind yourself that this content is not for you and that there are people out there that are really stuck, stuck in their relationships, stuck in their marriage, stuck in their sex life, stuck in life, can't make a fucking decision, want more, don't know what their purpose is. And that's what this information and this content that you're seeing is for. Yep. I had a hard time with that and eventually jumped on board with it. And then over time, the unblocking and the opening, it it just took time. Mm -hmm. You know, it just took time. Now I'm my family's favorite party trick. You know, (laughs) a couple shots or a couple drinks. Oh, this is my sister or this is my sister-in-law. You know what she does? Come over here. Oh, you too. You're having some like issues and you're, you need to talk to Alexa. (laughs) And I'm like, how did this happen now? I'm over here sitting quiet, you know, like I'm doing absolutely nothing. And now, and now I'm the permission for every conversation to turn to the subject that is giving a lot of people grief and they're not giving themselves permission to talk about. So mm-hmm. it's crazy how much this trans, like the, how this transitions um, and changes over time. And I love what you said, right? It's not for everybody. And, and that was definitely my, some of the stuff that I said to myself when I was, you know, starting this process where I was having a lot of grief and sadness when it came to my family. But at the time, my following was growing rapidly and my community and, and group and all of that at, that at the time was growing really fast. And I was getting message after message after message, comments, 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 like on my posts, just saying like, thank you for saying this. I feel so connected or this changed my life. And wow. And, and so I was like, oh, this is actually my North Star. This is what mm-hmm. I'm positioning as my North Star. 
And at the same time, I could have been maybe a little bit more gracious with some of the people in my life, but I did start doing this in my late twenties. And, uh, and I had a very like, well, fuck you if you don't like it kind of attitude at the time. And I've changed that and have, have really settled into my family of origin matters a lot to me. And I don't, neither side of us wants, you know, for there to be a rift in, in our relationships. And so it's taken a lot of work and this, and this work work for myself in sex and love and relationships and all that has inspired so much family healing and generational trauma healing um, for a lot of us. And so a lot of us have significantly better communication because I've devoted my life to this, which is wild to me, you know, sex, Mm -hmm. crazy. Um, So Jen, I would love to talk a little bit more about the program and your experience in it, if that's okay with you. Sure. So, you know, when you were deciding that you wanted to get more education and you wanted to make the shift, what did that process look like? Were you looking at other programs? Um, was this the one when you found me? Were you like, this is all the things that I that I want. And so I'm just going to click this button now and here we go. Sex and Love University. Or, you know, what was the, the kind of process like when you decided to work with us? Mm. As I was shopping for a place to land, and let me maybe first say, say I am used to investing in my business. For all these years, I, I would spend between, I don't know, 17000 and 30000 a year on education. That's how I made millions of dollars. <laughs> yeah. Because I knew I, yeah. I was, yeah, I was, us I too. didn't know everything. <laughs> yeah, too. us too. And I think people get really kind of confused there where they're like, they see the price and they're like, I'm unsure. So us too, me individually, yeah. Jordan individually. And then we as a company have paid for lots of hours of growth and development for our team members as well. This yeah. is huge. Yeah. And I know you have, cause you're like, oh yeah, I took that program. I did this thing. I did that thing. I've worked with them. And I'm like, holy fuck, is that all she does is just self-development. But then it pours back into your business and you learn how to create new cool things. So I knew I needed a program to learn more. I knew that I personally did not know enough about sex, even sex ed, like some of the stuff that you teach me through sex. And I'm like, what is that? Hold on. What? Backtrack. Cause I had a very, you know, Catholic and religious upbringing, but anyway, when I looked to figure out, you know, who do I want to be with? I looked at several different people. Like I looked at Mama Gina and I looked at Layla Martin and I looked at Ian and Jaya's programs. And and what I've noticed is each one of them only shows up when they're ready to pitch you something. They don't have a lot of add-on information. They're not educating just because they believe in it and they love it and they're passionate about it. And I've already spent years and years with my own business showing up every fucking day and giving a lot of free information away and really just trying to help people. And so I thought, I need to find someone that's much more aligned with me and that understands how to market to people my age, because that's how I want to show up in the world. And then I found you. I don't remember if it was Instagram or your podcast or how I found you, but I found you. Maybe it was TikTok. I don't know. But I was like, this woman shows up. She's on every platform. She does these cute little videos. She's giving away information. She has all these offerings and I want to show up in that same way. And so I I also considered pricing. I think your program is incredibly affordable. And I just, I don't know, I kind of fell in love with you. And I thought, you know, I want to be her. I want to be a version of her when I'm done with this. And so that's what made me choose you. That feels good. (laughs) That feels good to hear. And I would have also loved is having you a part of programs that weren't just business oriented, mm-hmm. you know, like getting to be with you and experience you in, in other ways and support you in other ways too. And I mean, you get that support 
personally, but then you also get to see what it looks like me in the position that you've been training to be in. Mm-hmm. You know, you got to see, you know, and you coming to New Orleans, which wasn't a business oriented program, a fully embodied woman retreat is you got to see me, in my facilitator role. Granted, I had an upper respiratory infection and was still transitioning out of first trimester feels. Uh, but I, for the most part was, you know, you got to see me in that role of what it looked like to organize an event that was multi-day. You got to see the location that we chose. You got to see the way that we did the food. You got to see the way that we did the programming. And like, so you got to be in it for yourself and then also have the bird's eye view of, and if I ever want to do my own, I could do it like this, or I could do it a little bit differently. You know, this was one way to do it and to show up. And so that's also been really sweet and special as well, that I'm not just in that role, like not just the business mentor kind of role or the sex coach mentor role. Like I've also gotten to be, you know, a cheerleader in your relationship and in your life at large. And that feels really yummy and good too. So, so thank you for letting me in. I think a big part of this is that you realize that you have to have an expanded offering. And so you take your client, right? Your customer, your person, whatever you want to call her. And you're looking at this life cycle going, okay, I can lead her here, but then what, how do I get her to the next level and get her to the next level in her relationship and her embodiment in her business. And so what I love about what you have offered into the world is it's not just one program. It's not a one shot pony thing. It's a, now where do we go? How do we do the MBA level program of SLU? How do we do love leader? I'm in your love leader program too, for a whole year. Like how do I deepen my relationship? And, and I'm so excited to learn from you, the thought of women leading the love in their relationship. It's something the feminist side of me feels very, very a certain way about. And so I'm so open to learning a different way and to, to deepening the feminine side of myself in my relationship and and in my life. Yeah. Yeah. You know, the feminist side of me also cringes and is like, what you're doing what now, Alexa? And I'm like, just be patient. This is the way, (laughs) the truth and the light, you know it. Okay. So now kind of going back to SLU and maybe this is, you know, one of the last couple of questions that I have mm-hmm. before I just want to wrap up and chat with you about some of the big things that are going on in your world post SLU. So what was your favorite part going through the program? Because at the point when you went through it, Saxon Love University was I think seven or eight months maybe of a program and it's now been expanded to a year so that we could give way more space, um, integration, moments because sometimes the program is so big and it feels like, man, if we just teach everything that we want to teach, this just won't ever end. Um, And so, and sometimes it's like, wow, we expanded it to seven months, but it just feels like we're packing it in. So Mm -hmm. we now have stretched it out over a year to hopefully have people have more breathing room so that they can um, expand and contract through the experience. And as they grow and as they gain information for themselves. Um, and as they go through the cycle, like it, it's definitely a roller coaster going through the program. Cause it's like, Oh, people are on a high. Cause they're learning so much about themselves. And then they're like, Ooh, these cool new tools. And they're like, Oh fuck, I've got to do something publicly panic hide. You know, like they just go through a whole rigmarole of feelings and emotions. And like I said, expansions and contractions going through the program. And so we're hopefully it's always been a hope if we just make it a little longer, put a little more cushion, maybe we can help people with those transition, those growing pains, so to speak. Um, so that's where it, where it is now. But the program material is all the same as what you went through, plus some um, feedback from your group of what we could add to the program that we're working on 
you know, different subject matter that you guys wanted more information on. Um, Jordan's doing um, the masculine archetypes and he's adding some of that information into the program. We're also going to have conversations, more expansive conversations about um, male anatomy, male arousal patterns, and just men's sexuality. Because I think that that's a portion that we were maybe missing because primarily women have gone through, actually only women have gone through the program up to this point. So we're steadily adding to it. But anyway, back to my question is what, what were your favorite parts? Knowing that there's three sections of it, what did you go in hoping that you would learn? And then what was maybe even surprisingly your favorite part? Okay. So I, I came in wanting to learn two things, especially one being literal, just sex ed, because I never had it in school. And I felt like I don't even know my own anatomy. I really need to understand this. And interestingly, that was not my favorite part. Um, I mean, I learned things, but I still feel like I've scratched the surface level of that. Um, and so I've done, uh, like Kenneth plays class. I've, I have so many things like to, to deepen that. And that's another thing that I love is that you do give additional resources. Like if you want to dive even more into this, like here's a link and here's a discount code and go check this thing out. <laughs> But what I knew I really, the second big thing I wanted to learn from you was the back end. I wanted to see how the fuck you had grown so fast and what you had done. Cause we want to, you know, my team and I wanted to replicate that again, not to replace you, but to be my own version of who you are, uh, what you've created is what I mean. So seeing the back end of the business and the things that you recommend and the container that you set for that was really, really helpful for me. Um, and so this, that was probably my first favorite thing coming out of SLU. The second one being the people, like the other women that were in my group and my little pods and all of us have remained really close. And we have a, a monthly call every single month and we have a, a telegram thread where we support each other constantly. We're starting to take each other's classes and courses and things that are coming out and trying to figure out how can we continue to be involved as a student as well as co-facilitator or whatever that looks like. And so I think having that support structure that I didn't have before, I didn't know any sex coaches before your class. And now all of a sudden I have a whole bunch of them and some of them have been on my podcast. And now I'm about to, to actually, after you, I'm on Sierra's, I'm about to record with her. So that'll be fun. The third and last thing I would say is something that you didn't have in there. But as I mentioned a minute ago, you're so good at figuring out how to take your clients to the next level and you're asking for constant feedback. And so I remember saying to you, you know, Alexa, I really want to learn more about male anatomy. I want to be able to help men with ED issues. I want to learn from Om Rapani and all these other amazing people, Kimmy Inch, that you've had on your podcast can you give me more of that? And how does, like, what does that look like? And you're like, we're going to make a master's level. We're going to publish this at some point. You can come be a part of it and I'll be great. And I was like, okay, count me in. So I, I think having the access to you to be able to ask for the more, and then you creating it in your magical way that you do has been probably one of my favorite parts. Cause I, I know I'm going to be held and I know that you're going to create the next container for me to grow which is really exciting. Yeah. yeah. And my hope is that with my students, cause I, I mean, I teach this. And so I got, you know, to me, I'm like, you got to walk your talk Lex. And it's, I want you to feel safe to tell me the truth. I want you mm-hmm. all to feel safe enough to, and to feel connected to me personally enough, you know, which is something that might be missing in other programs, especially if they're a bigger program um, where I want you to be able to, to feel confident and comfortable to send me a message on Instagram or send me an email. That's like, Hey, I was really hoping this would be in the program and it's not. And what are your thoughts? And then I can go, Oh, you know what? I've been thinking about that. 
consider it added, or we've worked on it. We've considered it. Um, it's not, it's not on the cards for us right now, though. I can send you this, this, and this resource that will help you in this regard. Mm. How does that sound? You know, like I want, and, and I, my hope is that I cultivate this with my children where it's like, I want, I want differing opinions. I'm open personally to changing my mind. I have no qualms and no fears. And there's, there's, I won't say there's, there's 0% fear of, you know, like my students, maybe let's say taking my models or educate or information or frameworks or whatever, but there's almost none because I'm very aware that my audience and the people who are attracted to me are attracted to me and who's attracted to you is attracted to you. And there's no scarcity. There's like 8 billion people in the world. We've all got our people to, you could replicate everything and it still wouldn't actually matter because I'm me and my stuff is built by me and with my team. And so chances are, if someone takes it and replicates it exactly, it's maybe not even going to land for their people because it's not them. They would need to change it so that it feels like them. There was no fear. And, and this is something that you commented to me personally, where um, there's, there's no hiding. If you want to know something about my business, you're just going to ask, or I'll just be upfront and tell you, it's like, I'll pull back the curtain. This is how much this thing actually costs me. And, you know, and I was joking with my mom sitting at the kitchen table and I'm like, I'm going to record my podcast. And I'm like, even though I know, you know, she's like, well, if I go dry my hair in the next room, are you going to hear it on your podcast? And I was like, that's not actually Dondra's accent or voice, but you get it. <laughs> are you going to hear it on your podcast? And I was like, no, I was like, we got those fancy mics, mom. They're dynamic. They only pick up my voice that's around the mic. And she's like, oh, and I'm like, that's why our show has such good quality you know, sound quality. I go, mm -hmm. even though you've only ever listened to one show that you were on. And she's like, well, you know, I'm just not a podcast girl. And I go, I know mom. <laughs> and then I go, I'm going to build. That's what I said to her just a little while ago. I'm like, I'm going to build a massive body of work, like huge by the time I'm like done with this work that I'm doing huge. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to have an entire family group of people that like birthed me and raised me and all these things that will still a decade later, plus not know how the fuck I make any money, like not know what I do and who I am to people or any of that. And it just makes me giggle, you know, like they know it has something to do with sex and that I help people do it better. And so like, again, that, that like makes space for me to be the party trick and like, it's fun, but like, I'm pretty certain that all of them are kind of like, I don't get it. What do you actually do? And like, how do you actually make money? And I'm so open about that. And like, this is actually what it costs to run our business. And I remember you asking me, like, how much do you need your events to actually bring in for it to be worth it to you? And I'm like, well, it needs to me, it needs to cover all of my payroll for a month to cover the overhead cost and have us come out X amount on top. Mm. And then it's worth it to me. Cause that's like, but that's to me. And that might be something totally different to other people in the space. So you've got to do it in a way that really feels good for you. But at the end of the day, like this is a puzzle you're creating. It's just like, what are my puzzle pieces? And I fit them together. And like, sometimes I put pieces together and I'm like, I fucking hate this. And I'm trapped delivering this thing for three months. I can't wait for it to be over. And then I'm like, well, this is great feedback. I'm not going to teach on this subject ever again you know, or like this in this way, or I just don't like the way this is formulated or built. But like after six and a half years, I finally have decided, you know, I'm going to do programs that are long because that used to be like, I just got to like be quick with it. People don't have a long attention spans and they're going to come in for six weeks or they're going to come in 
you know, on a max three months. And then I just realized like having to create so many programs because they want to keep going and they want to keep going and they want to keep going. And I'm like, fuck, well, I don't have anything. So you're like, there's always an offer. And we're trying to find like our sweet spot where we just get people for a long time, you know, and everybody's going to do that differently. And speaking of everyone doing it differently, how since SLU and since starting shifting your business and doing more work and taking real actual dollars for your knowledge base and your passion in this regard, what has that translated as far as your work, like in client work or group work? And you mentioned that you've got events now. Um, that you're working on. So I just, I want to hear what, what, and this will be where we leave off, you know, what that has looked like for you. Let me first say it's been fucking scary because when you've built something that's big and you've done it the same way for a decade, leaving that model is terrifying. And so I, for the last year have tried to blend the two of them, which means people on my email list get information about Amazon as well as butt plugs. And there was, again, like a lot of people would say, don't do that. And I actually just sent another email this morning and I still cringe every time I hit send, but I'm like, look, if my advice to you is it's okay to be a multifaceted human, then it means you get to have a sex life. You get to listen to sex podcasts. You get to learn how to do hot wax play and butt stuff. And you can also sell your shit on Amazon. So what I would say is these days I'm learning how to integrate a little bit better as well as I have finally divided my websites into two. One is growth spurt sales and marketing. That's the retail side of our business. Now, I will say on that side, we've learned, we're learning how to be a little bit more aligned and who we're taking on as clients. So instead of very conservative retail businesses that might sell like, I don't know, diabetic supplies and kids diapers, we're looking for companies that have sex toys that we can sell, that have a sex swing, that have hot wax candles. We're taking on coaches that are in this space and we're building them online programs. We're building um, brand guides for them. We're like just, I've got podcast people. I have authors and speakers now that are all in these different spaces that isn't just conservative retail. So we've really grown our business and our offerings to be much more inclusive and to offer a much broader range so that then makes me personally feel a little bit more aligned with what we're doing. And then on the coaching side of my business, which I'm sure Alexa will put a link is jenniferkaylaruskin.com. You'll find one-on-one -on -one coaching. I love to do that. You'll find group coaching. I have a program that's launching in August. You'll find some events that I host that are local. If you want to come have what I call a sexploration date night. Um, Alexis talked about this on her podcast. I featured it on my own as well every month. Put something on your calendar for you and your partner that's edgy and different and maybe a new sex skill. And I offer those. I know a lot of people do as well. So, so that's what I'm doing these days. I want to do it all. I want to do it all. We're multifaceted humans. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. And it and you're figuring it out. Yeah. Just like life, you know, it might not actually make sense in some areas. And then you're like, eh, let's try this. <laughs> well, and you've helped me with that. You're like, Jen, if you can build a multi-million dollar brand in the in a large retailer, why not do it for brands that make sense that are aligned with you? And I was like, oh, I can do that. I forgot. <laughs> and sometimes, sometimes like it's just an outer perspective and the person who's the outer perspective knows really nothing. Like, and in a way that's good. Yeah. Cause like you're too close to the thing, you know, yeah. like you see it in a way that, you know, people from the outside looking in just don't see it. Like for me, I'm like, I don't know anything about this, but like, why don't you do blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, 
Hopefully that was good advice. I don't know. That could have been terrible advice. <laughs> and then Jennifer yeah. was homeless. <laughs> <laughs> she's coming onto the podcast. And then actually what she says is like, and then my whole world fell apart because of you people. No, that's not no. what happened. That's not no. what happened. Um, thank you so much for taking your time. Of course, I was like, yeah, we'll, we'll talk for 45, 55 minutes. Here we are an hour and 10 minutes and I got to drive Dondra to the airport. Um, and she says, hello, by the way, I told her I was coming on with Yay. you and she says, hi, by the way. Um, Same back. yeah. And you're just a, a pleasure to work with and anyone who, who finds their way to you that learns from you, that, that gets enveloped in your energy that gets to, um, just revel in your smile and your authenticity. And all of that is just so much better, you know, and for being in your presence and being connected with you and, and um, being magnetized to your field. And so I don't just have any student on the show. I've actually only ever had two and one was probably about a year ago. Um, so, you know, kudos to you and the work that you've been doing and the way that you've been showing up because it's incredible. And for someone like me, who's just, you know, has been in this world for just, you know, however many years longer can see that you have every ingredient that's required in order to have a thriving business and to feel so turned on and fulfilled in the process. You know, sometimes the work feels like just, it sucks. Like it just sucks. And then at times, you know, and, and that's really like when you're misaligned to me, for those of us that find our way to this type of work, even when it sucks as much as it can possibly suck, it still brings me to tears, how fulfilling it is, how purposeful it is. And so, um, I feel like you're on the right path. I feel like this path is meant for you and the way that you choose to show up and build and try again and all of the things just shows me that you're in for a beautiful ride as a thriving and successful sex, love, intimacy, relationship coach. And I know that on this podcast, we were only scratching the surface of so many beautiful things that you can talk for hours on. And so I would <laughs> encourage people that if you are a podcast listener and if you're listening to this, I would assume that you are to go give Jennifer's podcast a listen so that you can hear some of her fun, sexy stories. And then also more about what her interests, where her interests lie. And then also listen a little bit more to maybe even the conscious uncoupling and opening up and all those things. Go get a little more of Jen by um, going over to her podcast, which will be linked in the show notes. Jennifer, thank you so much for coming on, for sharing your time, going a little OT with me. I just love you and your work so much. I love you too. Thanks, Alexa. Thanks so much for listening to today's show. If you loved it, be sure to subscribe so you never miss a new episode. And if you extra, extra loved it, make sure to leave a five-star review. I'll see y'all next week.